0: Hello everyone, Uh, this is Reverend Allison Gossett at Friendly United Methodist Church, and I am so excited to be joined today by our senior pastor, the Reverend Dr. Davis-Chapel. We are doing a mini-series on the meaning of Easter during this current time in the world. Each episode will explore a new question on how the gospel is relevant to us during this time. For more episodes like this, you can look up Brentwood United Methodist Church on Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks for being with us today, Davis.
1: Yes, great to see you again. Long time no see. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Um, Indeed. Literally in person in a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, Our question uh, for today, um, what does resurrection and hope which is so much at the core of the Easter story. What does resurrection and hope mean for a people experiencing deep loss? So many people have experienced the loss of loved ones, the loss of normalcy and routine, the loss of community in person, the loss of jobs, just kind of there's lots of loss and grief in the world. So what does resurrection and hope mean in the midst of that?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. And there's a couple of things you've sort of, sort of stirred up in my mind with that question. One of the things that I think about when you say that is how one grief leads to another. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in a crisis, uh, when I'm in a crisis or a part of a crisis, I tend to remember other unresolved critical moments in my life, yeah. and uh, that sort of reminds me that I've got some work to do, mm-hmm. on some unresolved grief that happens. I think everybody has that, and as we said yesterday, to some degree, we're all wounded healers, um, as Henry Nowen once said. Um, so there's a lot of people that are going through personal loss. And one of the things I'm really sympathetic towards now is we've had some folks who have lost loved ones in the midst of the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, which are going through hard personal problems, be it um, job loss or other things in the midst of the pandemic. And, and one of the things that complicates that kind of grief is that you can't be in community like mm-hmm. we were. Like when when I'm going through a grief, I can remember when my dad died, I needed people around me. Mm -hmm. I needed friends. I appreciated uh, that kind of fellowship. I I needed it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when we're in the social distancing mode, um, these sort of normal life crises that we go through, we don't don't really have that the way we had it before. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can't necessarily go to your small group and touch people. You can't go to your Sunday school class and sit next to someone or get a hug or those kinds of things. Uh, however, uh, what we can do and what's happening here pretty quickly is we are finding ways uh, to be there for folks who are grieving um, in a different way. I mean one of the ways is the way we're doing it right now, which is this this is not the same as like sitting in an office seeing each other and 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 body language obviously is helpful too. I mean you don't necessarily get all of that on screen um but but it's still so very helpful both the sound of the voice and and the face of being able to see someone in flesh when you're going through that is really critical here's an example of how we're doing it at Brentwood you know we have Stephen ministers uh who do great work these are folks who are trained uh to walk with individuals who are going through uh, a personal crisis in their lives uh they've been trained through 50 hours and and they network together. Um, But we're not able to do that in person, but now we've set it up so that they can Skype with them or Zoom with them like we're doing right now. And that is so, so helpful to be able to do. And again, with social distancing, it doesn't mean that you can't be spiritually connected. And so I I think that's just one of the things that we're learning um, that that really is a part of the hope of our Easter faith Mm -hmm. is you get really creative in a crisis, you find ways to connect that you didn't have, or you didn't know you could do before. Uh, my, my daughter Haley is a therapist, you know, Mm -hmm. and I talked to her a good bit and she tells me that these Skyping conferences are so helpful, um, to her, to her clients and the people that she's working with mostly teenagers. And of course for teenagers, this is their world, right? Right. I mean, they're, they're better at this than, than uh, than anybody else Uh, but but so finding ways like that that we can share suffering and connect with people who are hurting is is really helpful because if you're already you know dealing with some struggles this pandemic on top of it does have a way of kind of pushing you even further in your grief and isolation um, because really sometimes the last thing you need when you're grieving deeply is to be isolated or alienated more from community, um, and even when you don't want to see anybody, you need to see somebody. You need you need someone with you. Uh, and so, you know, the church is Brentwood United Methodist Church has so many great ministries like that, including this newer ministry where we have lay people who are doing this visitation. They started this visitation ministry for uh, older older members, those who are kind of bound to to homes or assisted living, and they're not able to be with them in person now, but they're calling them, they're writing them, uh, they're making themselves available to run errands to them. And what's really interesting about this, and I think this is true in general about ministry, is it's not just these older folks who are receiving care, who are benefiting from this, it's the people who are caring for them blessed the most because it fulfills the purpose. I mean, they're made for that. We're made for this. Uh, and so the joy is theirs to be able to do it. Um, and so there's a lot of people that are hurting around us. and, And some of this is just being perceptive enough and praying like in our prayer lives. There are times in the last few weeks I've said, Lord, who do I need to remember today? Who do I need to call? Who do I need to text? who do I need to get in touch with and it's remarkable that when you ask that in prayer, God will tell you and you need to respond to the nudge and The other thing that I've experienced over and over in ministry is when I pray and God brings that person to mind invariably I wind up maybe I didn't even initiate the contact, but I see them, I get something from them, I get a text from them, and that just lets me know that um I need to respond to those nudges.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I just think of too, like at the very heart of the Easter story of like who Jesus is, is that God is not just a God that's like so beyond and out of touch for us here on earth. Like God literally sent God's son to walk with us. Like God is a God that lives with us and understands our pain in that way. I think like Jesus wept. Jesus suffered. On yes. the yeah um, and that God continues to give us our holy Spirit to be with us even in the midst of um, social isolation
1: yes incarnation is pretty important in flesh is pretty important uh, and even when you can't hold a hand you can hold a heart right. um, by the by the way that you pray yeah. and connect I mean I
0: like that Amen. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us for this episode. Um, Davis, would you like to close us in prayer?
1: Yeah, yeah, let's pray together. God, as we have uh, shared together, um, we are keenly aware that there are people that are hurting, who are listening and watching. Uh, There are people who are grieving, who are struggling with uh, transition, with relational Struggles with economic struggles, with job loss, with the loss of a loved one, with uh, unresolved sort of grief that we all have. And we instinctively, Lord, turn to you in those moments uh, because we know that you know. You know what it is to be uh, heavy laden, to be heavy hearted. You know what it is because you have walked the walk that we walk. You know what it is to be hurting to be in need, to be human. And so we're so grateful to turn to you and to know that you say in your word, cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. And We feel that. And Lord, as, uh, as brothers and sisters and as disciples of yours, we wanna be agents of caring as well. We wanna be ambassadors of grace to others because when we do that, it fulfills uh, the shape that you have uh, made in us, you have shaped us for a life of service and ministry and and empathy. And so we give you thanks that we can be a part of a community where we share one another's burdens, uh, we bear one another's grief, and we lift one another up uh, through our prayers and through our encouragement. Help us to find a way to do that today. Help us to be uh, willing and able to pray, Lord, bring to mind someone that I need to touch today and then enable us to follow through with that for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining, everybody.